It's the Hook Better Leads podcast, everyone. We're extremely excited to be on with you. And we have Rob Ambrosetti here, the training director at KGG Consulting. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing well, Tim. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. And we're talking about training and educating your salespeople about pre-calls, add-ons, and follow-ups. And Rob specializes in the HVAC industry. He talks to a lot, a lot of companies. He's seeing what they're doing well. And I also think some of these um, lessons apply to other home services companies for sure. Um, what? Let's start with the first one, pre-sale or pre-calls. Why does that matter? Why does a call before, you know, before the actual sales call, what do you mean when you say pre-calls? Yeah, so <clears throat> it can mean uh, a few different things, but what I really, how I would say this, it, it sets the tone for the rest of the relationship, really. So maybe maybe it's an existing customer you've already had a relationship with, but I think in terms of uh, maybe it's an, someone new that's calling you. And um, no matter what your field or trade is, I think it's important just to take a step back and look at what your, what your message is, how you wanna be perceived by your customers. And honestly, this day and age, I think the new buzzword is create customer experience, right? So it all starts with that first phone call and, and my background, heating and air conditioning and also being an educator, uh, it's kind of a, a, you know, both worlds kind of come together in my mind in that, you know, first and foremost, your staff, uh, all the way from the person that answers the phone all the way to the technician or somebody that might actually be entering the home should all be on the same page, same ha almost have the same level of understanding and knowledge as to what it is your business does, how you want to present yourself. So I would say, you know, if I'm calling, um, you know, uh, Mrs. Davis calls and needs her furnace fixed. So Mrs. Davis, we're happy to help you here. We're, you know, we're happy to help you with this call. I'm certain that, uh, you know, Tim's coming out to the, he'll be able to come out to the house, you know, what's good for you, that kind of thing. But the conversation will be, hey, while it, while Tim is there, we also do indoor air quality testing. Would you, have you been concerned about the air you've been breathing lately or whatever your trade might be, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, find that, try to be different, right? Yeah. This year has all been about changing the narrative, right? After what we have lived through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're making yourself unique, Tim, right? In, in the fact that with podcasts and you've added yep. a podcast here, you try to be just a little bit different. And I would say yeah. just set the tone. Pre-call is setting the tone, setting the stage for how you want that customer relationship to play out. And it's also, yeah, like you basically you've got a, a little upsell queued up and something that would potentially make their life better. And really what we're talking about here, the why here is we're trying to increase the customer lifetime value. That's something a lot of us have an opportunity to do, you know, in your case, you've seen a lot of companies that uh, all they're doing is maybe selling the basics and they're not doing the, the rounding out of the system. That, historically, um, historically yep. you're absolutely right, Tim. Historically, so how, do we, how do we increase that customer lifetime yeah. value? So again, I'll relate it to heating and air conditioning. Most guys are, are used to and very good at selling boxes, right? So yep. furnaces and air conditioners. And I'll take that all the way up through the food chain. Anybody in HVAC, whether you're a contractor, distributor, or manufacturer, it's all about you know boxes. Well, there's so much more to this. I don't think people think of you know the heating and air conditioning guy as also being you know the indoor air quality expert. Um, you know, again, um, I'll just take a step back here and say, from a training standpoint, make sure your staff, you, you are the experts, right? Become the best experts you can possibly be. That way, it, the knowledge you're ready to share and teach, because literally you think about it, you're in the home, you're actually educating the homeowner. So you want to take that, what you know, and impart that knowledge to the homeowner. And like you just said a minute ago, 
you know, we're so used to selling boxes. Well, if I'm a, if I'm a contractor, an HVAC contractor, and I'm already in the home and I'm there to, to quote a system replacement, the term add-ons and term, um, you know, upselling, I think has a negative connotation. Okay. So, okay. so I would always say if I were going to change the narrative in our industry right now, it would be enhancements, right? What kind mm -hmm. of enhancements can we offer? Yeah. And on every quote, I would say, you have a menu and I'll call this the car wash model. You know, do you, you probably don't have Delta Sonics in your area, but there's car wash change probably in your yeah. area, right? What's, what happens when you pull up to the car wash booth and pay for your car wash? You know, there's yeah. the $10 car wash, the $15 car wash and the $20 car wash. What do they actually, what do they, they start asking you? Would you like tire dressing? Would you like, you know, a wind, Windex or, or a, what is it? The, the windshield treatment. So you get a list, a menu of options. And I would say there's nothing wrong with having a menu of options. Yeah. And nobody likes to be sold on, right? And yeah. I think that's the other thing that's wrong no one, in a lot no of No one really likes to sell that much either. Like, I, it's not a fun feeling if you're thinking about his upsells, but it is if you're, you're thinking about like, how can I help this person? How can I make their home perform well in the best way possible and make it comfortable for them? I think all of us can admit we know when we're being sold. Yeah. And I think all of us would probably admit we don't really like that feeling. You mm -hmm. know when you're being sold something, there's yeah. a pitch, right? We all have a pitch. Um, I'll, I'll turn you on to a guy. There's a book out there for anybody who wants to read it to kind of change this narrative as well. Uh, Stephen Yastro, um, Ditch the Pitch. It's okay. great. It's about conversational, not even going to say selling, but having that conversation, asking questions, and more importantly, listening to the answers with your clients, right? Listen to them intently and figure out, try to unlock that puzzle, how you can best help them with the knowledge that you have. So yeah, I want to, I want to throw something out here just kind of as an example to, to frame this a little bit better too, because some of the people that um, are going to be listening to this podcast, let's say if we're talking directly to an HVAC company um, owner or a marketing manager or a sales director or something like that, right? Let's say we're talking to them and I, I, I talked to my hairdresser. I'm trying to learn about plumbing too as an industry and I'm like, <laughs> her husband is a plumber. And so I'm just like asking questions. I'm digging in. I'm curious. And she was talking about how her comp her husband's company is essentially like trying to get the, just like what we're talking about here, the customer lifetime value up. And I know what it is, but she's talking about it in a negative connotation. Like he doesn't want to try to make every house call $900, right? Like sometimes it's a $300 thing and that's okay. And it feels like they're pressuring him to, um, to do upsells, upsells. And like, it's the conversation, yeah. you're right. The framing really does matter. It might not matter all the time to us as like, let's say, you know, people in, you know, if you're in the office, you're in the office setting, it doesn't matter as much. But when you're out there on the job and you're talking to the homeowner, you're having these conversations directly. It feels, it feels gross. So like, how do we change, the, you know, how do we change so the tone? Exactly. So I think in our own minds, we have to change that, that, that thinking too, that we're, we're selling something that somebody doesn't need. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I don't think any of us want to do that, right? Maybe sometimes that is their problem. I mean, maybe that is the mindset of that culture yeah. and you kind of got to shift it and what else could they really so, use? What would make their life better? I think it's a puzzle and you unlock the puzzle through conversation, right? Mm -hmm. It's about asking the right questions and more importantly, listening. So, mm -hmm. you know, I see kids, if I walk into the house and there's kids or they might have a portable air cleaner over in the corner room over there, I might, hey, I noticed you have that over there. Can you tell me about why you have that? Do you like it? Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, how would you like in my in my world, I would easily lend into that conversation or roll into how would you like a whole home solution versus a room only solution, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's just asking a question. Yeah. And I think it's you're offering your knowledge and your services, if you could think of it in that terms. Yeah. I think you would be mad at me if I came to your house and just fixed the problem and didn't say anything about you know, what I saw, you know, mold growing over in the corner. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, or that I, that I have this great air purifier that you talk to your neighbor the next day or the next week and you find out, Hey, Rob, yeah, Rob offered blah, blah, blah to me. And you you say, well, he he didn't offer me that. Exactly. It's don't be afraid to share your knowledge and information first and foremost. It's not, don't think of it in terms of selling, but, but, but helping offering and sharing your knowledge you know, not everybody can afford all the solutions anyway. Yeah. And I would say, don't let that inhibit you either. Um, because in your mind as a salesperson, you might say, ah, he can't afford that. Why would I even talk about, it? don't, don't do that because there's yeah. financing, there's ways yeah. to, to, to skin the cat. And act. if Trump, if somebody truly needs the help, you're the person to help them. And like I said, that sets up the tone, that pre-call sets up the tone. You get into the house, you know, you make it a flow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your last guest, I really got a kick out of um, was Roger Wakefield, right? Yeah, yeah. What he said, take a step back and find out what pains your customer. Well, if you and I sat here today and said, hey, what, you know, I got to call a contractor up. He's coming to my house. What's the worst thing in the world as a homeowner is not knowing when he's coming, right? Or say mm-hmm. they'll be there towards the end of the and you don't hear anything. It's communication, right? There's so many tools this day and age that can set the tone like, okay, I just called the contractor. Here's a, here's another great example. Uh, the guy that kills my spiders, right? The guy, that, the bug guy that comes once a year, tells you, I get a, you know, they give me a, t- a window of time, a couple hours, but then guess what? When he's on his way, I get a text. Um, my electrician, my electrician, I made, I made an appointment. I needed some undercounter lighting put in. They send me a picture the day, the night before with a picture of the technician that's coming say, Hey, here's uh, Joe's Joe, blah, blah, blah is coming. This is his background. He'll be doing this. And while he's there, let him know, Bob, I'm like, okay. And then next morning, Hey, Joe's on his way. There's tools out there. Did to you, use. did, is that pulse M that might've sent there's that? a couple of them out there. There's that a might really be one cool one. I like that. I've, I've seen that like pulse M is, is something that does that. I love that tool. They, I don't have any relationship with them whatsoever, but I've seen it in action and it is, it yeah. is super comforting if you're a homeowner. It, like if you just see who's coming and just like when they're like in the, the text follow-up, it's yeah, and that's how I people mean, communicate these days, text. So I mean, how painful is it not knowing all the contractors that I've had over the years, uh, and I've known them well too, guys that I know, it's like that's just like pulling teeth to get somebody to the house or they mm-hmm. say they're gonna that's a pain. Let's solve that pain yeah. with that particular solution, right? So yeah. again, communication's everything. Don't think in terms of upselling, think in terms of offering on every job, what your service, what your field might be, change your narrative, be a little different, differentiate yourself. Yeah. You know, you're differentiating yourself, which is great. I mean, yeah, that's what it's all about. Humanity is an easy way to differentiate yourself. Like, do you make your, um, and, and I'd love to hear your take on this, like as a HVAC company, do you make your reps act formal or what is the, what is the balance of like tone when you're in home with people, because certainly some people kind of 
prefer a little bit more of a standoffish, just like I'm a technician, get in and do my work and get out. And then other people like that warmth. And frankly, some of them might want to waste your reps time or what, you know, that, like spend time with people. So what, what is the tone that's, there? That's an excellent question. And what I found in traveling all over the country, <clears throat> it depends on where you live. And I know people get mad at me, but up in the Northeast, it's a little more abrupt, a little more straight cut and cut and dry answers. And, and, you know, just tell me that, you know, and then down South, it's a slower process. And I'm not saying people are slower. It's just the pace is a little different and you adjust your style. If I'm a Northerner and I move to the South, I'm probably gonna have to adjust my pace. And I've heard of plenty of salesmen relocating and they take their style from where it was that they lived and yeah. they moved into this new location. It's it's all about where you live, it's, it's geographical. Yeah. And um, I think anybody that's smart can kind of get, you know, when in Rome, you know, uh, that's an excellent question though. So I think it all depends and you know, Every yep. homeowner is different too, right? Every yep. every every house, every every person is different. And like you said, catch a vibe, catch a vibe from them, and understand like exactly being, being understanding of what they're preferring at that moment. And some people like honestly, and you got to figure out how to scale this up to your team um, because it's not just about like uh, you know the people the people listening to this podcast might not be the ones actually in the home that much, but like you got to figure out how to scale it up to your team of like understand like just social awareness how do you get social awareness around you don't want to be wasting their time especially now yeah. where there's people working from home and things like that there's a there's a lot of like it, you really have to catch what their vibe is there's a lot of improv that goes on right we yeah. could be comedians if we were funny or had a sense of humor i mean we have to improvise quite a bit and that's honestly yeah. that's a skill if you want to work on something you know like you and i we're just really we don't have a script today we're just we're two guys talking having a conversation you just, you know, you learn to improvise. So you go in a house and one homeowner might not be a social, uh, you know, somebody could be very outgoing. You just, you learn to improvise and it yeah. varies from home to home and region to region, really. So you kind of mentioned, so we talked about pre-calls. We we're talking about not not add-ons or upsells, but what, what is the way you're framing it again? I like the way you frame Enhancements. It. Enhancements. So let's talk about the enhancements of we talked about air filter, dehumidifier, and maintenance agreements as three options, three things to think about if you have if you aren't currently doing that. What would you say the percentage of um, HVAC companies that are doing this well are? Like, what who's doing it's, this well? It's hard to put a number on it. I would say it's less than half. It's well okay. less than half. I'll put it that way. And maybe some of them have the intention to do this, but just aren't doing it consistently. Right. There's some, there's some companies that really get it. They understand it. They promote it. So here's what I'll share with you. The successful companies that I see, again, it starts with training their staff and having a, being the expert, right? First and foremost, be the expert. Be the best expert you can be around whatever trade you're in, okay? From there, how do I communicate what I know? Um you know, uh, forward communication, you know, some companies might actually have checkoff lists. Um, some pump companies have formal quotes, some companies write on a piece of paper, right? I would say you want to look professional. So be as professional as you can be. You know, when it's, when you talk about these enhancements and offering the enhancements, you have to get in a habit. And I know you like the word habit, right? Good habits. Yes. I like um, habits. So good habits would be in the case of like indoor air quality, offer those accessories every time test you know like when you go to a doctor's office no matter what you go in into the doctor's office for there's several there's certain things that they do no matter what it is right they're going to take your temperature weight height blood pressure right no matter what you're there for same thing with technicians in your field you're going to have to have certain data points when you show up again whatever your trade might be in heating and air conditioning it's a little more technical we look for obviously temperature humidity 
when we're talking indoor air quality, you want to get into that ball game and help yourself out. You might have an air monitor you want to put in. You're going to you're going to measure particulates, volatile organic compounds. You know things that are in the air that we all experience every day without even realizing it, right? And then from there, and it, you know you have to gain trust with the customer. Hey, this is what we normally do. And again, pre-call, let them know you're going to be taking. If you're okay with it, we're going to take an air sample. This is just one example, right? Um, you go there. And again, hey, this is what we found. And again, okay, so you take your findings. Next step is clear communication of what you found. You're not gonna tell somebody, hey, your humidity is really low. You really need a humidifier. Don't tell anybody they need something, right? First of all, mm -hmm. in, in the call or in the process, you're gonna say, hey, you could really benefit from you know, raising your humidity levels and this is why. You know, germs thrive in dry air, your body's ability to you know, fight off those germs decreases. So you could really benefit from decreasing the humidity. So that right then and there, I just explained or gave value to the homeowner mm -hmm. why they should have this. And they might be asking at that point, okay, how can I, I hope. how, how? I would hope, right? Yeah. So, so first of all, don't inhibit yourselves from offering your solutions because that's what they are, they're solutions. And again, you would be mad at me if my neighbor found out my neighbor was offered those and I wasn't, I'd feel a little mm -hmm. bit put off, right? So yeah, and I liked what you said about not not judging somebody and being like, oh, they can't afford this or that's a really bad, I, I'd, I've done it before, like with our services, right? Like I've, I've gotten into that spot where I'm like, well, they might not be like, they're not, and how does that feel as a homeowner? Like, and if even in just for smaller things, like if you wanted to have them on a maintenance agreement or something like that, like that's maybe they're not going to do this giant replacement or whatever, but you're kind of giving people, you're putting off the wrong vibe and all those. And, and I think like making sure that you just expectedly and positively offer what's possible. Just, just pretend you're making friends, right? Yep. Conversation, be professional, um, share what you know, and that's all you're doing. You're not, so then the selling kind of comes out of it, right? Mm -hmm. it's the more you can educate your clients and they understand what, why it is you're talking about your, your content, the, the, the more people can understand you and what you have to offer, the more likely they are to, to buy from you. You've just done them a service. You've, you've helped them out. You share, you know, um, and they're more able to, and more under, by understanding they're more, they're probably going to buy some of those enhancements. So a yeah. humidifier, a better air filter. Uh, maintenance agreements are kind of a little bit separate because you brought that up. I would say yeah. maintenance agreements help, you know, our industry tends to have uh, peaks and valleys, you know, with the climate yeah. change, right? So okay. there's months where the extreme cold heating season, we're going full bore, summer, you know, heat, uh, cooling season, we're going full bore, but then those tweener seasons, maintenance agreements typically help contractors balance them out. So we're going to be in the mm -hmm. home. It's more contacts with your, to, to, to further that relationship. You're going to be, if you can get somebody to have your come out to the house, you know, twice a year or four times a year, whatever you think is best for that mm -hmm. particular homeowner, it's more touches, right? It's can more you say you that, sharing like, that experience with them. I love that. And you could probably like base, if you're doing it two times a year, kind of on a schedule or like in a season, you could do it in your off season. You're saying. So question for you, if I, yeah. if I have a roofing contractor re-roof a part of my house, is there yeah. things that roofing contractors could offer, you know, uh, an inspection in a couple of years yeah. or after one year as a service? Hey, you know, cause caulk and sealants change, they get, they dry out. Right. I mean, sun yeah. works on them. They beat on them all day. Again, my point is, I guess there's probably other industries yeah. that could take advantage. Oh, of absolutely. Them, yeah. Right? And I, I see a, a lot of smart contractors of all types, including plumbing and and roofing, doing things like this. And I think it does, it helps a lot. 
Um, okay, so we talked about pre-calls, we talked about add-ons, which we're, you know, we're, we're increasing the customer lifetime value. They're happier with us because they're getting the things they need. What about follow-ups? And how do you do this in a way that feels um, authentic and natural? And wh what is the rhythm on, on follow-ups? So I, I think part of the process, you know, is, um, is getting a feel for that. If they want you back to constantly, like I said, the maintenance agreement's a great way to keep in contact with the customer. And after, let's say, okay, so maybe they're not interested in, in a service agreement. Well, either way, whether they are or they aren't, and you leave the house, I think, again, I'll go back to my, my electrician that I have a really good experience with. Mm -hmm. The same guy that told me when he was coming, after they left and did the work, I was asked to do a review, which I don't mind doing because they did great work and they were here and they did everything they said they were going to do. Well, heck yeah, I'm going to give them a review. Asked, I think natural this day and age, I think everybody's a little bit kind of expecting a pop, you know, for you to ask for a review. Yeah. And hopefully you, you've done such a good job with your with your customer experience along the way that you're, you're, you're going to be a little more confident about the reviews you're going to get back. And then I think in that review or in the follow-up, you know, uh, this same, and I, I got to lean on this guy because they do a really good job. I get a postcard from them in the mail. Uh, I actually got a handwritten card saying, thank you for having us out. We hope, you know, we appreciate you doing that. And then intermediately I'll see, you know, three months down the road or during the course of the year, I'll actually get little um, gift cards from them worth value of the services. You know, like, hey, if you mm. need something done, well, here's a $30 card. That's good. I think another uh, uh, Ruth King, who I interviewed on my own podcast, she's really good at this and she calls them ticklers, right? Mm -hmm. Post post call uh, habits. Yeah. What are these ticklers that I can, you know, ticklers in your calendar to remind the contractor, hey, yeah, follow up with here, um, you know, uh, send a postcard out here. Um, it's just, you know, it's all about experience. Um, you're, what, what do you want your image to be? Yeah. How do you want to be perceived? You're after those, you want to be, you want people to, to be raving fans. There's another book for you. How do we create yeah, raving I love that fans? Book. Yeah. Our whole, <laughs> our whole team is re reading that right now, by the way. Awesome book. Awesome book. Um, we're just working with a uh, company that does, uh, they, they do property enhancements at apartments. Like they're, uh, and their their whole team is like really, really into raving fans. So I was like, dang, our, our team. I wish our team was as intense so, about that vibe. So I, I learned, I learned, you know how I found out about that book. We had a garage a mechanic where I used to work from down from my office. And it would be easy because I would take my car, leave my car there while I was working. I could walk to this place. I went in to use the restroom. They had towels, not, not paper towels. They actually had towels like you were in the Ritz Carlton in the bathroom. The bathroom you could eat, mm. your, eat lunch off of, right? I mean, this is immaculate and this is an automotive place. Uh, I got my car delivered to me. There was a flower on the seat next to me with, uh, you know, a thank you card. And I'm like, so uh, the guy I was working with at the time, we walked over there, met with the manager, actually the business owner, said, hey, how do you, you know, how did you, and he shared with us this raving fan book that it's it's all about customer experience, right? That's and cool. no matter what your field yeah. or background is, you can do something to enhance that. I love it. It's such a good uh, kind of just another call to action. It's a very short book. It's very good for teams. And um, honestly, I think um, a lot of smart contractors, different types of companies are using this to kind of like help get a, a little bit better customer service culture. So I think that's yep. a, re a really good option for something um, as far as the next step people could do from this too. Um, also, I want to give them an opportunity to connect with you 
if appropriate, because um, you do training and you, you talk to a lot of uh, HVAC companies. So can you give the little quick pitch and how they could get a hold of you? Yeah. So my company is KGG Consulting. You can find us at kggconsulting.com. We're kind of a unique uh, business model in our trade, in our industry, because we're a national manufacturer's rep agency is really what we are. So we've combined a bunch of groups together. We work closely in uh, with a couple of manufacturers of indoor air quality products. And um, I'm in my role because I love training and I love teaching. And that's honestly, you know, could you, could you call it selling? Sure. I call it training and education because we need our sales reps um, to be experts and the local experts, no matter where they are in the country, that's our model, right? We want to make our contractors those same experts. So what we've done is we created free, um, there's an online learning management system. If you're in the HVAC industry, or maybe you're an electrician that wants to uh, offer indoor air quality accessories, this year has been great because we've been getting calls from like, I think you and I were talking last week, Tim, you know, there's solar guys that want to come into this industry. You know, we got Elon Musk that wants to get into the heating and air conditioning industry now, which is great. So we're there. If you want to just learn more about indoor air quality in general, if you're a homeowner listening right now and really want to know about what's in your air, we have IAQ.works. So IAQ.works is there's great articles on there. It's a great um, uh, website where you can find out about what it means to clean the air, have better breathing air. You know, we've we spent so much time with water and how to treat our water and drink the best possible water. We pay loads of money for bottled water, but we hardly ever think about our air. And that's just my world that I live in is to help everybody uh, breathe the cleanest possible air because uh, we spend over 90% of our time in our homes, especially this year, it's probably even more than that. And honestly, um, if we, we don't think about our uh, the, the immediate surroundings and space and then the air that we're actually breathing in and that has major effects on our health and our bodies. I appreciate that very much. I like that you're a bit of an evangelist for it and it, and it does matter doing stuff you believe in. So I appreciate you chatting with us today. Um, what's the URL one more time here? So go to kggconsulting.com and you'll find a bunch of tabs on there. The training tab is where you'll find our online learning management system. And then if you just want a little bit more about IAQ, um, just go to iaq.works. Awesome. Thank you so much. And man, I would have you on the podcast more times for sure if you're interested. <laughs> Anytime, so, Tim. So let's keep, let's keep in touch. And yeah, I appreciate you coming on today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you everyone for listening. It's uh, the Hook Better Leads podcast, hookagency.com, hookagency all over social. And uh, join us next week.